0: Hello and welcome back to the Beauty and Being Real podcast, exploring self-love, body image and being the most authentic you, hosted by myself, Alicia Smith. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Beauty and Being Real podcast. This is episode two and it is our first interview, which is so exciting. Today, I will be speaking with the one and only Frederick Odegaard. I first met Fred in the first lockdown when I was training with Magnetic Studios, They're incredible Magnetic Studios. I highly suggest you check them out. I absolutely adore them. And he taught a Moulin Rouge routine covering the Magnetic Studios teachers, Lindsay and Alex. And after that, he had a weekly class, which I absolutely loved the highlight of the week honestly it was incredible and I'm extremely lucky to know Fred as a person because he is absolutely lovely and he has kindly agreed to be a guest for today's podcast. I hope you all enjoy and let's get into that.
1: What's up how are you?
0: I'm good thank you how are you?
1: I'm great I'm good I'm in the middle of um drafting so I have a script that's due um in the next like cup and then like the end of the month so and it's for a pilot and it's like I'm 25 pages in and so I'm got kind of stuck so now I am like storyboarding the rest of it so I can like figure it out so that's what I've been doing today
0: oh that's so exciting
1: yeah yeah
0: Okay, so the first question is just to say a little bit about yourself, like Moulin Rouge, drag or like your work in the industry and who you are.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, So like a little bit about myself, I have I started working super young. Um, I was 12 years old when I started working uh, professionally. Um, I took a little break for high school and then um, I started like working right away again, right when I was like 17. Um, I've lived in Vegas. I've danced for like a few really amazing celebrities, uh Celine Dion, Cher. Um, I worked for Cirque du Soleil, like um yeah, and sort of like found my way to musical theater. Um sort of later on in life. I was twenty eight, I think the first musical I ever did, which was like what which was West Side Story. Um, I did it actually over in Germany and like overseas and like in Paris, and I was at the Chateau for a little while. And um, anyways, so that is like short. Um, I did Kinky Boots on Broadway, which was really awesome and really fun. Um, I that's like sort of like where I fell in love with doing drag, and um, I sort of I I've never worked like at a bar in drag, I've always just sort of done it. Uh, I always say I'm a 401k kind of drag queen. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had to like survive and pay my rent off of like doing what I like to call like consistent drag. Yeah. So yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Anything else you, you anything you wanna know specifically?
0: I have a few questions, but just to add on to like a bit about yourself, a bit about your dance captain for Moulin Rouge
1: oh yeah i am yes i currently am a dance captain from <laughs> Moulin Rouge. i will be leaving the production after five years um on october the 2nd which is coming up very soon i okay. not leaving it permanently but i'll be like stepping away from my on stage position as um sort of a, as a cast member in that capacity i'm moving on to being their universal vacation swing of sorts Which is great. I, um, yeah, I will be. So essentially, I'll be putting all of like the knowledge I have from being a dance captain into being a swing. So that's kind of like it. And I'll be in the Broadway production and the touring U.S. touring production for now.
2: That's so exciting. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be. It's gonna be really exciting. It's gonna be really fun. I, I am. Worried <laughs> um at times just for the amount of work that it's going to be. But yeah. um but for the most part, yeah, I think it's gonna be great. I think it's gonna be really good. It's gonna be really great.
0: Yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah. Really random one. Just thought. How fun,
1: some... how fun with the show, how exciting.
0: Someone just asked if you prefer tea or coffee, and they were really adamant on me asking you that. So I thought I'd ask you it.
1: Iced coffee. 100%. Yes. 100% (laughs) just every American homosexual iced coffee (laughs) from Starbucks. Um, Or Dunkin'. Actually, Dunkin' is pretty. Dunkin' is like sort of like the way to go. Yeah. Here in New York, it seems. So, but yes, I love a black iced coffee. That is. My go-to of, every morning idea.
0: All of the other questions were like so serious, and this one person just in capital letters put tea or coffee. I was like, "Well, I've got to put that in." Listen,
1: just... well, you might you must ask, and it is you must ask what the people are wanting to ask.
0: Exactly. So. <laughs> is there any issues in the performing art industry that stand out to you?
1: Um. Yeah, I think that there's the um there is always the financial divide between um ensemble and principal work um and just like stems from who people feel are more important in a production who works harder who is more um vulnerable who is You know, like, it just, it always, it's, like, always so shocking for me to see what the financial, like, (laughs) the separation is, and uh, the fact that, like, I feel as though sometimes I have to work twice as hard. I'm, like, farly underpaid in comparison to what people deem as being, like, a principal. Um, Not, like, that essentially... Bridges so many lines, like yeah. male, female, male to female principles, like male to female principles of color, like just principles of color in, ge- in general sometimes. Um, yeah, I think that is, for me, formidably, like always a thing and like our... Minimum for like what we do is still sort of not enough. Like if you think about it as like the lowest paid person in an like in an NFL team here is like paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a a year, and I am making half that, and I'm working. I'm essentially working more days out of the year than they are. that's kind of like my, it's always been like, it's always been some sort of topic of conversation.
0: Yeah, sure. Have you ever done work as a lead? Or have you always sort of done on some? Um, I've stuff?
1: always just, co- I've always covered. I've never like actually been contracted as like a lead like straight out of the gate. I've just always sort of covered.
2: Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, Little girl, go lay down. <laughs> lay down so where do you go where do you go where do you go i have to work um go ahead sorry
0: um just following on from that the next question is just what do you think we can do to resolve these issues
1: um i think it just come. it stems from i mean money is like so i don't know i feel like you could pay some principals less to get to up the salary of your ensemble. Like, I feel like it's not about, it's just, yeah, it's just about sort of like bringing the two places closer together. And I understand that there are more, but like the fact that there is even like a minimum is, is sad because then, Everybody's always going to just choose to pay you the minimum. It's the minimum wage. It's the minimum this. Like, no one, no one is going to be wanting to pay you above scale or above the minimum. That's just not how it works. Everybody just wants them to pay you the minimum amount of money for you to do the maximum amount of work.
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah, it's crazy. I just think that the respect of the ensemble, and, like, what we bring to the table and get being paid as for what we bring to the table uh, should equate the amount of work that we do. And it never does.
0: From, like, watching these shows, I never would have thought that because I want to do ensemble work, not leads. It's not really for me. So now hearing yeah. that, I'm like, I never would have thought that. Like, it's never occurred to me.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's even, like, I think that the divide is even worse over in London on the west end yeah so especially if there's like again like all of a then there's like an american lead or there's like a film and television star and they're making but again yeah. like it, it all stems back to like they draw people into the show based on just like name recognition like i'm definitely not doing that but i am working hard and i feel like it could still be Yeah, like at least acknowledge that you're working like that.
0: One hundred percent. It should be a giving that it's acknowledged.
1: Exactly, but it's not.
0: um your views on the creative industry like from pre covid to where it is now and what do you expect like the next few years with obviously i know you're not from the uk but there's like a recession going on so like what you predict for the future of theatre
1: well i mean i think that the um the covid i think it started the bigger conversation of like the the amount of racial inequality we have in our industry yeah. So and that people look at that differently now, Um, whether or not they are doing it correctly or whether or not they're making the right decisions based on um, racial inequality, gender inequality, like uh, LGBTQ, like representation, trans representation. we can ask of a group of people that have always been like the gatekeepers, like change their minds on things, but it's going to take them either a really long time, or it's going to take them to be replaced for new people to be able to bring a new wave of like how we see and cast theater. Um, But I think that like without COVID, we would have just never, we would have never done it. Yeah. Right. Or we would have just been it would have just been like we're doing enough where like it was never enough. So (laughs) where I guess we're just we are forging forward in a more inclusive. And just like based on like just like representation in general, just having people of color play people of color, having people of like gender nonconforming play those roles people writing more roles roles for people like them, people creating spaces for people like that like be like all gay casts all like female casts all female casts of color like it's just things that like we no one would have even thought or been pressured into doing in the way that they are now like yeah. it's just The people who are, like, in the top tier of the producing echelon, like, would never have been pressured to create shows like this ever before COVID and, like, the Black Lives Matter movement and, like, the just being able to, like, speak on those things. Like, it just, like, never would have happened before. So I do think that, like, the it and theater is just, like, it is an... Old, old art form. It's like we're talking like opera and ballet. Like, yeah. You people's like, it's why everybody's so like up in arms about this, like it, uh, about like how I playing the new Ariel. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just yeah. you're fighting with a lot of old, outdated mindset. And until they either die and pass on, like, we're never gonna. It's convincing them is like talking to a wall sometimes.
0: It's like seeing people my age, because obviously I've just finished college, like I'm 18. And seeing people my age who still have like the old mindset really baffles me.
1: Yeah, because it comes from it's generational. Like it comes from like their parents, it comes from their grandparents, it comes from you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. And they are essentially not being challenged on it. So they they're not being challenged on it at home. So they're just gonna keep generationally spreading this sort of disease. <laughs>
2: yeah but no um
0: this one's a little bit separate from like the rest of the questions it do you think the sort of hustle culture of working in like the creative industry so like you said doing the moulin rouge and then doing the drag and then writing your own show does that sort of impact your like mental health or like not wanting to do as much in the creative industry because you're doing so many things at once
1: uh no, I think it actually helped my mental health. Yeah. Um especially in like the writing aspect. Um acting has been like one thing for me, like being able to like act, but I think being able to like for instance I wrote a film essentially about like my family growing up. Like yeah. and I was able to resolve I think some of these like deeper issues that I've had with like my family and like my parents and my dad and like all of these things I was able to sort of resolve them on paper the way that I wish I could have always resolved them (laughs) you know and how they could have like always happened and always have come out um and like in talking to like my therapist about it like It had a lot of like positive, like things that had that like happened. It was like able to sort of get through some like trauma, get through some like, you know, those, those things that just sort of like stay in your backpack and like never leave. Like I was able to sort of like pick them up, take them out and you know like write a new version of like that story even though i know that it that's not how it happened it and not how it was resolved in real life yeah it actually was able to help me attempt to talk about them and resolve them in my real life the way that i sort of like wrote them down so it has been a very like cathartic art form um yeah, and I like I love, I do love acting, but like sometimes the trauma you have to put yourself through in order yeah. to feel somebody else's trauma that has been written down, so is a very 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 exhausting place to like live and work. Dance is like. Dance is like a really fun, exuberant form of like exercise for me at this point, you know, like I have a great, I have a great time doing it, get to play dress up, like I get to move my body. That always feels really great. Like, um, you know, like the, the, those parts, but when you get into like a little bit more of like the heavier stuff that I like want to be a part of, that's when it, yeah, it just. But like I said, writing has been the best. It's almost like my my form of journaling. I like give light to like characters and they get to say the things I've always wanted to say. They get to do the things like I've always wanted to do in those hard positions. And you sort of give a voice to like all of the little voices in your head. And so that's been really, really helpful.
0: so this is actually my favorite question to ask people i absolutely i have a whole book because i've asked that many people and i just made a book of it all because i just love it It, if you had one bit of advice for someone in the performing arts community what would it be
2: oh my gosh Um, yeah (laughs) to try it off like
1: to really really just try it all, like Not one thing is going to be able to, like, satiate you for, like, the rest of your creative life. It just, it's, I've held on to dance for so long being the only thing that drives me creatively. But as I've gotten older and, like, my body sort of doesn't feel the same, that, like, I... I will never get out of the genre. So I was like, what else is there to do in here? Like there, this is a big, big room, a very, a giant mall, if you will, of like all of these different stores of being in this like creative space that like, why am I not shopping in all of these different sort of like, you know what I'm saying? Going to like yeah. these different little like stores and being like, oh, do I like that? Oh no, I definitely don't like this okay, no, I don't like that either. Like, okay, well, I'd like some of this so I can mix and match some of this to that. Like, and just come up with your your own way of doing things. I think, yeah, that's been like, because, you know, like as like a dancer, when people always tell you like, oh, all you'll be able to do is like dance. You'll never be an actor. Like, you'll never do all of these things. You won't ever speak. Like, I think for me, it was, no, well, why can't I? Like, I may not be like the best singer, but I like singing like, you know, so I was like, well, why don't I just try it? And then I found out that I'm actually very te- good at it. I was like, well, I might not be the best actor, but like, I want to say words sometimes like finding out that I have like a real big passion for it. Like, or I can't, or I don't want to write because I I have a hard time like spelling. I have a hard time like using grammar, like, but I don't have a hard time telling stories or writing them down. So I was like, okay, well people edit people's stuff for a living. And yeah, I just think that that's my, that would be my greatest piece of advice. Like being in the arts is like being in like the largest mall you could ever think of. And you are capable and allowed to like move through their taking and picking through pieces of everything and finding your personal joy and personal style on it all, that would be like my, my greatest, my like what I would tell someone as like a piece of advice. And you're just like, yeah, I don't know. It just, I think that when people are like, well, I'm not good at this, I guess I'm going to have to go get a desk job. There are so many pieces of the art so many that like there is a multitude of different outlets jobs things that you can still like be in and still really enjoy yourself
2: okay i really like that
0: answer that was really good (laughs) thank you the final sort of question it's a kind of question okay At the start of each episode obviously i do like i record an introduction before i go into the interview I like to have a quote and usually I pick out the quote because it's been solo episodes so far. But I was wondering if you had a quote that you really resonate with you currently that you wanted to share. There's been a few things you said, which I really like, So if you don't, and I can use one of them.
1: Yeah, I would say go ahead and use like one that you've like sifted through or found. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have any that I like currently live by. I honestly though it's like it would be like why not? Honestly, like you can go like why couldn't why can't you? Like why why not? Like if you're like interested in something, like why not do it? Like or or why not try it? Like see and you it could be something you could be the next like Pulitzer Prize winning playwright, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you just like sort of get out of your own if you get out of your own way and just put some effort into like, I don't know, fostering the seed a little bit or like, you know, I just think that that might, that's kind of how I, how I live currently. So if that's kind of like a quote, well, I guess, but.
0: <laughs> I liked it. I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Frederick Bodeguard. It was a pleasure to have him on and I thoroughly enjoyed recording this. One thing that I really took away from this episode was how the ensemble are paid less than the leads in a show, whether that's West End or just a general show, and I personally never realised this. I don't know if it was well known in the industry, but I genuinely never knew this. The fact that the the ensemble are barely getting paid minimum wage, I personally think is disgusting, as I know how hard the ensemble work as well as the leads, so remembering what Fred said, I also agree that the wages should be more equal between the cast because at the end of the day you wouldn't have a show without the leads but you wouldn't have a show without the ensemble either so both are vital to actually make the show happen The next episode will be a solo episode in which I will discuss everything to do with makeup and skincare if you do have any questions regarding this topic or just any questions in general really, I'll be more than happy to answer. So be sure to follow either of my Instagrams, alicia.a.cave or the Beauty and Being Real with an underscore after each of the words. Or you can email us on the at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you soon. Three, two, one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beauty and Being Real. Please join us next Sunday for another episode. This podcast was presented, written and recorded by Alicia Smith. It was produced and edited by George Wren. Have a gorgeous week and we'll see you soon.